Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Priest Willis. This is the Marketplace Podcast and Happy New Year to you. Man, I am so happy that it's 2018. I know people are like, can you believe time went by so fast as if they weren't expecting that I was expecting it and I'm ready for the new year and I hope you are too. Listen, I have a good show for you. Today is episode number 83 and my guest is Dr. B. Now, Dr. B is a proud Air Force veteran, former federal police officer, college professor turned cannabis entrepreneur. Dr. B has over 25 years of sales, marketing, and management experience. She actually helped grow a dispensary to $5 million. She's now the co-founder of HempLogica and BuyCBD.net, which was founded in 2014. She's part of a group of cannabis authorities that search the world over to find the best CBD oil products on the market worthy to sell on HempLogica and BuyCBD.net. In this interview, we discuss Dr. B's journey in the industry, the health benefits of CBD oil, anti-marijuana propaganda, and so much more. So without further ado, here is my guest, Dr. B. Thank you to our sponsor, Thrive Theme, for today's episode. Thrive Themes has blazingly fast WordPress templates and plugins built to get more traffic, more subscribers, more clients, and more customers for you. Thrive Themes makes more than just themes. The company is well known for its powerful array of marketing tools and plugins for WordPress, such as Thrive Leads, Thrive Content Builder, and Thrive Headline Optimizer. I use them and I've created a site and a plugin for a site called IWantToBeAnAffiliate.com literally in a matter of 30 minutes. I downloaded WordPress, plugged in Thrive Themes, and it worked fine. Go into today's episode. Click on the link that says Thrive Themes, and you'll be taken to their site. You definitely want to give them a try. Thrive Themes, a blazingly fast WordPress template and plugin for your site. Hey, Dr. B, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We're excited having you. I appreciate you being on with us. I think this is a topic that people have asked me to kind of share with them and they wanted to get into. So I kind of started looking around and a friend hooked us up and I'm really excited for you to kind of share your story in the industry of cannabidiol and marijuana and some other stuff. But before we get into that, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? First of all, like I said, thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. It's just a wonderful topic that we're about to get into. My background is I actually started in law enforcement (laughs) way back in the day. I was a police officer. And then um, prior to that, I, I was in the military. So I ended up going back to school and pursuing my doctor's degree. Ultimately, I became a college professor. And then after that, I moved to California and I got in the cannabis industry. And I've been in this industry for a few years now. So I've started San Diego's, or excuse me, Mission Valley's number one dispensary. And I was one of the co-founding managers there. And I took literally the dispensary from zero in sales to 2.6 million in sales in six months, and then over 5 million in sales in a year's time frame. I've worked um, cannabis deliveries. I've started those. And then I've been on the CBD side of things. That's where I am now, where I have a company called Hemp Logica, and we give back to kids with 
epilepsy. So I have been kind of all over this industry, in, mm -hmm. out. I've seen a lot. I'm excited about being here because I love to help people. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about my background. Your background has a lot to it. And it, it was already interesting when the introduction was made about you being involved in CBD and being, you know, playing a critical role in starting some other areas of the marijuana business. But as we were talking, which I didn't know was, and as you mentioned, you were a police officer, a federal agent and all that stuff. Take me through how do you go from that to where you are today? How does that how does that happen for someone like you? Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, how your life kind of has all these shapes, bends and curves, because if you would have asked me when I was a police officer and I was a federal police officer, so I wasn't an agent, but I worked in the federal branch. Mm. If you would have asked me at that time or if you would have told me 20 years from now or whatever, however long it's been, you're going to be in the cannabis industry and you're going to be on the other side of the fence, basically helping people with cannabis. I would have been like, what? I mean, I did not plan this at all. But what's interesting is that my doctorate's degree is in business. So when I was teaching at a college, I met this person who actually is my business partner and he's my significant other as well. I met him and he started talking to me about the cannabis industry. He was already in the industry. He had lost both of his parents to cancer hmm. and he also lost his sister to opiate drug use as prescribed by the doctor. Mm. And I had lost my aunt to opiate drug use as prescribed by the doctor. And so he was telling me why he's in this industry. And I said, oh, well, that's interesting. That's good for you, but I'm still going to do this college professor thing. Mm. Well, I had reached a point in my life where, although I love teaching people, I just felt like I wanted to do more and I wanted to extend my reach. And so he invited me, he said, hey, do you want to come into this industry with me and bring, you know, your background in business? Because that's what my doctorate degree is in business. Bring your background here and help me manage and maybe help me lead. And then we can start a company. And then that's exactly what happened. You heard correctly in Dr. B's intro. She started a dispensary with partners that made over two to five million dollars and her first go of it. And now she's moved on to focusing more on CBD, which is also known as cannabidiol. Cannabidiol, or CBD, is still a derivative of marijuana. When you think of marijuana, it has two active main ingredients in it. One is THC, which has the psychedelic effect and essentially what makes people high. And then there is the CBD portion, which takes away inflammation in people's body for the most part. So you can go online to amazon.com or somewhere along those lines and purchase CBD, but of course you cannot purchase marijuana. Now Dr. B and I begin to get into what does this mean? What does the difference of marijuana CBD mean and how does she move into the space? A lot more states are adopting or accepting cannabis, you know, in the last vote that we had. Well, California has always been on board for cannabis. Well, it's been on board for years. But recently, 
they passed Prop 64. And with Prop 64, that opened um, everyone who doesn't have a medical card to be able to have access to the medicine. So I find that to be fascinating. Then other places are also opening up to cannabis as well, just in the last few votes that we've had. So more people are becoming more aware. Now, as far as, you know, the stigma that has been placed for so many years. Dr. B and I begin to discuss the parallels between race and drugs. In the early 80s, many can remember that there was a war on drugs, a very clear war on drugs. Although the war on drugs was actually stated, the first time it was stated was in the press conference in the early 70s. But when we knew it was ruled with an iron fist was in the 80s. And the community that we seen torn down most was the black community because of crack. And today we see more suburban areas affected. There tends to be a different mindset, at least within the states here, where you can see people are more empathetic and they understand and they know that now it's psychological. But unfortunately, Black people weren't given that same grace in the early 80s when crack was the error. Now, the reason why I'm drawing this parallel is because a lot of times people try to say that marijuana is the gateway drug to all of these drugs, when really we're starting to find out that it's all psychological. Any addiction of any kind, gambling, sex addiction, are all mental issues that need to be addressed and dealt with. Dr. B and I go on. And we begin to discuss how has drugs affected the communities? Where we are now is that we can see that the stigma is slowly, it's leaving. It's not like the way it used to be, although it's not exactly accepted like an over-the-counter medication. But at the same time, there is a, a whole world, an underworld of people who totally believe in cannabis. And they're filled with medical professionals. I'm talking doctors and nurses and people who are in the healthcare industry. There's nurses who have cannabis associations now. There's doctors. One of the dispensaries that I worked in, I actually, it was connected to clinic. And the doctor would actually refer patients over to the cannabis dispensary because his patients, they had reached a point where they couldn't even take any more wow. opiate drugs because some people, it just damages their system and they can't even take it. So he would actually send patients to us who were you know, at the brink of, you know, I can't take these drugs anymore. I can't take these prescription drugs anymore. Now I'm looking for something natural. I'm just finding now that as more people become more educated about it, the stigma is definitely decreasing. Now that that stigma is leaving that we're talking about, what happens mm -hmm. to all the black people that have been locked up during the years that are literally spending years in prison from the 70s and they had a dime bag? And maybe I'm over-exaggerating a little bit, but what happens to some of these folks that paid high, high prices for what is being deemed now a recreational drug in a lot of places? Well, I can tell you that I don't know what is going to happen, but I can tell you my own opinion on what I think should happen. Yeah. And that's one of my reasons for voting for Prop 64 is that I'm interested in what's right. And for me, you know, like I said, coming from a background of law enforcement, it's interesting to be in this industry. And I'm also african-american too mm -hmm. so i mean what should happen in my personal opinion like a lot of the people that are locked up in jail for 
know, selling um, uh, cannabis back in the day who are in states where it has already been legalized, where cannabis has been legalized. I think that those people should, you know, receive some sort of they should be left free. I mean, why are they there? I mean, if, if this. If your state, like California, has legalized cannabis, then I think that the people who are serving time for selling cannabis, I don't think that it's really fair or it really makes sense for them to be occupying jail space. Because to me, in my personal opinion, and this is coming from a former law enforcement officer Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. so in my personal opinion, I think it's a waste of tax dollars to have people who are, are in jail for a plant because at the end of the day it's a plant and so Mm -hmm. that's why i am an advocate for what's right and changing laws and changing policies and i'm a member of the leap organization which is a law enforcement um against prohibition organization and we strive to actually bring awareness to such issues like the disparity with people in jail for cannabis and in states where it's legalized it just really doesn't make sense you know, and the constant harassment that sometimes people still go through. It's crazy. That's amazing that you mentioned LEAP because there are a lot of people that think all law enforcement are just in lockstep with this idea that we need to be locking up everybody that's just having a join or whatever the case is. And there's actually a law enforcement type program out there where people are against prohibition, essentially, as you mentioned. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting because when I think back on my days of law enforcement, um, even as a federal police officer, my other fellow officers that I worked with, we didn't have a conversation about cannabis at that time, but I'm still friends with my police officer friends, and they know that I am in the cannabis industry, and they're federal police officers, and we are able to have this exchange in the 21st century because A lot of people are realizing now, hey, you know, this is a herb. It helps me with this. It helps me with that. And I'd rather take this or I'd rather, you know, someone take that instead of taking something that they can actually become addicted to and maybe could actually cause harm to them with the side effects. So I have friends today that are still in law enforcement, that are still federal police officers that know the industry that I am in and they 100% support it, 100%. Dr. B, what is the difference between a federal police officer and an agent? You can be an agent in the FBI. You can be an agent in any type of uh, Department of Veterans Affairs, maybe. You can be an agent in any other like government policing unit. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't an agent. An agent can also be a person that maybe they do more detective type work. Maybe they're more behind the scenes. Maybe they show up with a really important federal cases. For me, as a federal police officer, um, my jurisdiction was located in a certain area, and I was responsible for taking care of veterans and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. my jurisdiction was completely different than like your standard federal agent. But an agent is, is a general term, and it could be used depending wherever in your law enforcement path. But it isn't necessarily a police officer. A police officer is a police officer. I was a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I am so glad that we are having this conversation about the stigma that has been attached to crack back then, opioids today, same thing. And the reason why I wanted to kind of kick the conversation off there is to show the kind of hypocrisy that we have in our country 
when on the one side, we literally labeled it the war on drugs in the 80s. Some people that are listening to the podcast may not even been born at that time, but that's what we labeled it as. And if you watch old videos, there was a war, but it seemed to be centralized in particular areas. And then today, the opioid epidemic is arguably just as big. But the reason why right. you can't quantify it is because whereas before we could look in the jail systems and count down the people that we could call a quote unquote victory for arrest in those that error today. These are people that we're now sending through clinics that we recognize as a sickness. So it's not mm-hmm. only an attack on the drug itself, but it's an attack on the culture and the people behind the drug or a lack of attack on the people. Now, I think we should treat both the same, right? I don't think there should have been mm-hmm. any war on drugs. In fact, Mm-mm. you know, we needed to have just as much sympathy with that error as we did today. There was a lot of fractured homes, particularly in the black neighborhoods, as a result of black men going to jail, women at times for prostitution, etc., all mm-hmm. back to the crack error. When you're having mm-hmm. a lot of the same things today from the opioid epidemic. So that's why it was important to talk about that as we mm-hmm. build up into marijuana, which is becoming a much more freer topic that people are talking about, much more understanding, much more recreational. People will pull out a joint as fast as they'll pull out a beer at a football game. And so now we have this thing here, which I think is interesting, where Colorado, I believe they came out and they said they had, boy, I don't want to make this up, but I think it's 350 plus million dollars in extra money that has now come in as revenue for the state. And it could be much more. I could be wrong on this. Oh, yeah. Although I explained a little bit about CBD earlier, Dr. B begins to break down and share her thoughts around cannabis and the active ingredients within CBD. Now, she makes it very clear that she is not a scientist. She only plays one on this podcast, but hopefully you can get a little bit more about it. So let's just break down a little bit about cannabis. I'm not going to go into scientifics. I'm not a scientist or anything (laughs) like that, but I will say this. The plant has many different components to it, and it's called cannabis. Some people call it marijuana. Some people call it pot. There's so many different slang terms for it. I prefer to call it cannabis. I also call it medicine because, to me, that is how I see it, especially in my experience with it. There's different components of the cannabis plant, like there is a THC component of the cannabis plant, and that is the part of the plant that actually helps to get a person high or stoned. And then there is another variant to the plant, like there's hundreds and hundreds of variants to this plant. There's another variant called CBD, which stands for cannabidiol, and that is something that's actually extracted from the cannabis plant. And CBD is non-psychoactive. In other words, the CBD does not get you high. It does not get you stoned. As I mentioned, it is non-psychoactive. Because CBD does not include the active ingredient THC, correct? Correct. Well, it doesn't include it in large amounts. So um, let's just say, for example, and it depends, like you may have a product that's 100% CBD with minimal THC. You may have a product that has 50% CBD and 50% THC. You may pair the product CBD with THC to experience different results. Now, the product that I carry on Hemp Logica is zero THC. And there's other 
CBD products, like on buycbd.net, that, you know, they test at a certain level that makes them legal to be able to ship. So there is some THC in those products, but it's the legal requirement that it takes in order for you to be able to ship CBD across the states. Now, I hear so many people call CBD hemp. Are they one of the same things or are they truly different? Well, that's a tricky question because sometimes when people say CBD, they're referring to hemp. So I guess it really depends on who you're asking. But since you're asking me, um, (laughs) CBD is when I say CBD, I'm talking about the CBD that comes from the cannabis plant. The compound from, from marijuana or cannabis. Yeah, it comes from the actual cannabis plant. That's what I'm referring to. And the products that I sell on HempLogica.com, I've been able to take, well, the company that I work with, they take the cannabis plant and they marry it with the hemp plant and they have been able to extract all of the THC out of it. So because all of the THC is extracted out of it and because of this marriage, it is considered hemp. So it definitely depends on who you ask. And then also if it tests at 0.03 THC in your CBD products, then it is considered hemp. So Mm. it's very interesting. And that's why I say it's kind of tricky depending on who you ask. And I think the reason why there's so much confusion even in this industry is just because of the lack of the lack of studies, the lack of government participation in realizing this as a true medicine and then allowing a true studies and true research to be done here. I think that that kind of shows that because there's a lot of people that are confused because there's a lot of misinformation about there because it's really not an industry that has seen a whole lot of regulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> True. Although you can go to a Whole Foods and purchase CBD. Yeah, you're correct. You can go to Whole Foods and purchase CBD. You could go to a lot of places now probably and purchase CBD. And then some of those products, however, may have minimal CBD in it. Because again, you know, this industry, it's not really regulated like it should be Mm. regulated. Uh, Sanjay Gupta did a episode with a company called Charlotte's Web, which I've purchased some stuff from your buycbd.net. You were building up Hemp Logica at the time you and I talked before. What are some companies that you think are good out there? Now, I've heard Charlotte's Web are good. Do you have other ones that you think, hey, if you're really looking for a product and you're going to get mostly CBD and not water or some other ingredients, what, what company would that be? Well, yeah, you're right. Charlotte's Web is definitely one of the number one companies. And I, I love Charlotte's Web. And another company that's good is Bluebird Botanicals. There's companies that sell THC products. However, they also sell CBD products as well. And I love that because they really have knowledge about the industry, like full spectrum knowledge, like knowledge about THC and knowledge about CBD. To me, that just really means a lot. So I like companies like uh, Mighty Meds. I think they do a wonderful job. They have a CBD vape that they use, but I believe that one has THC in it. And they also have another vape that is CBD. And I believe that one is 100% CBD. I like them. So yeah, there's quite a few companies out there that, well, a few that are doing it really well that care about the customer. But Charlotte's Web, as far as products that are 
100% CBD. I love them. Absolutely. So Dr. B, from your understanding, because when I look at the spectrum of cannabis and the industry as a whole, or just the plan, I should say, not the industry, you're looking at two ingredients. You're looking at CBD. You're looking at THC. THC has the psychedelic effect. CBD has some other effects, which I'm going to ask you about in a minute here. If people are trying to go out and they're getting CBD and they're getting THC, when their company does the drug testing, though, the company is mainly looking for THC. Is that correct? Different companies look for different things. So I can't really do a you know blanket say that. But most companies, I would probably guess that they're looking for THC. I know in all of the places that I've worked, you know, they were looking for THC. I know when I was a federal police officer, when you were drug tested, <laughs> they were looking for THC. Uh, in the military, I'm pretty sure they were looking for THC. I was a police officer there as well. So I think a lot of companies probably still look for the THC. And you will not find it at all in Hemp Logica products. And it's interesting that you mentioned Dr. Gupta, yes. because all Hemp Logica products are formulated by Hemp Logica's founders and pharmaceutical scientists. So it's very interesting. I'm like deep in the industry and I've done a lot of research and I work with the same people that are all familiar with Charlotte's Web. I know the strain that Charlotte's Web used, which is the same strain that I actually used and married the hemp with that. So it's fascinating. Wow. Really. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what your understanding is about the effects of CBD. I know you're not making any blank statements, as you mentioned before here, but maybe use your own personal life or whatever the case may be. What are some things you understand about CBD and its healing properties? In my personal life, I have used CBD for just overall well-being. Being a military veteran and the background that I've had, sometimes I just find that the CBD helps me to relax. It's good for people who have anxiety, sometimes people who are overachievers. You know, I'm just saying in my own world, I'm talking about mm -hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> You're an overachiever. <laughs> right. right. This is about me and I'm on your therapist's couch. But having said that, you know, to me, it just it helps. I have osteochondroma, which are bone spurs. And so they can be really painful. I'm, I used to dance. I still dance. I love dancing. Dancing is just one of my hobbies that I do. And I find that the CBD actually helps me with my pain management. And so those bone spurs, I completely forget about them. I used to have serious pain at night. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about pain, but it likes to show up like <laughs> when you're getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> so, so I can remember tossing and turning and trying to elevate my ankle because I have the bone spurs in my ankles and my knees. And then I started, you know, the path of taking the cannabis and I started incorporating more CBD into my life. And I'm telling you, it really changed my world. I don't remember that I have osteochondroma anymore. Like I have to be reminded of that. Like, oh, didn't you say you have osteochondroma? Oh yeah, I do have osteochondroma because the pain doesn't exist to me anymore. Other people have used CBD and I've known other people to use it because I've operated dispensaries, which are places where people come into to actually get their cannabis medication. And in that dispensary, I would have products that were exclusive CBD products. And people would come in, they had fibromyalgia, they had PMS, some people had PTSD, some people suffered from schizophrenia, some people had insomnia issues, some people had pain management issues, and a lot of them 
would take the CBD and they would actually share their results. And the experience that I've seen, people have had really positive results taking CBD. Of course, it depends on the person, but just in my own experience of helping tens of thousands of customers and myself, it's just been an overall blessing that it's entered my life. And so many people have told me the same. So it yeah, works. Yeah, it does. And I'm also a testament to that. So I've taken um, Charlotte's Web specifically, mm-hmm. the most expensive bottle they have, in fact, which mm-hmm. is the higher dosage typically. And I'm telling you, it works for me personally. And and so I know you're not making any claims. You're not trying to sell me on anything. I've used it, as you know, and I'm going to continue using it. It has helped with inflammation. Now, I believe you brought up a point where I don't know what it is about going to bed at night, but I think when people's body starts to relax, because when you're running through the day, adrenaline is going, you have the mm-hmm. fight or flight that's working at hand, anxieties right. are going. But when your mind is rested and your body is rested, sometimes you hone in on those ailments that you maybe have ignored through the day. And for me, CBD, whether you have inflammation, I've heard from people that have hemorrhoids that have helped with the inflammation there. It's just really interesting how many healing components that I've heard I went to a smoke shop locally here with my wife. We didn't get anything to smoke, but we were going in talking to a a brother that owns the smoke shop out there. And he was older man. And he was telling us about how people come in and talk about all the things that they think is healing their body. And that's why I think so many people, Dr. B, are becoming cynical about how the government was so hard pressed about marijuana. Yet, as you mentioned earlier, you and your significant other, Matt, you, you guys have family members that were prescribed medicine that you could overdose and die from. So it's like, how could mm-hmm. how could anything I take from the earth be worse than death? Death well, is I, I about know. the end, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 death is pretty final. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's interesting and it's sad at the same time because, you know, a lot of people not have the information, but now we have the internet. So yep. I think people are waking up and they're actually doing more research about cannabis and research about CBD. Plus there's Facebook. Facebook is restricted in so many ways. You, there are certain things that you can't talk about on Facebook as far as a company. You have to be strategic in your advertising. However, from a communal standpoint, people are sharing their experiences on Facebook with mm. cannabis and their experience on Facebook with CBD. And I just think that it's just fascinating because we live at this time where more people are becoming awake. And that's why I say the stigma is totally decreasing because people are trying it for themselves. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened to me. When I opened the uh, dispensary with my significant other and we were managing that, I saw the patients. They would come in every day and they would tell me, oh, this helped me with this. This helped me with that. I got in a car accident. And I would be like, wow. And then all of a sudden, at the time, I wasn't medicating. I started taking it myself. I said, well, if it works for them, I mean, like, really? (laughs) Like, really? Like, for real? (laughs) Because I had to... I had an entire um, learning curve. I had to educate myself. I had to get rid of the stigma that I had in my own mind. How did you educate your own self? What did you read? I know you have the internet. What did you look at? Help some of the others out there, including myself. Do you have any books or like people that you follow that you think were really fundamental in your, aside from Matt, um, that were really fundamental in your growth in the industry and understanding? You know what? That's a really good question. I'm so lucky 
because I've had people who are in the industry with me. So I've, I have friends who are growers. I have friends who make oil. I have friends who also run dispensaries. I have friends who do all sorts of different things in the cannabis industry and they create products. So my education came from them. I remember going right to a grow and a grow is basically where people grow cannabis. And this was a grow that I was invited to come to, to trim. And what that means is literally take scissors and take the plant from wherever it is and actually trim the leaves off the cannabis plant. So me sitting there with this plant and trimming it was just another eye opener for me because I said to myself, wow, all of this fighting and fuss and this, that, and other things over this plant. <laughs> Why do you think people think that there's, you know, when you look at vaping and stuff like that, and let's focus purely on CBD oil and stuff like that, because you mentioned uh, Mighty Meds. I'm not going to talk about tobacco and other stuff. Why do you think people have said in the past, or at least I've heard where they're like, oh, that's rat poisoning in there. And people have done studies and it's this, that, and the other. Why is that people's perception of this stuff? I think that... People in general can be skeptical of something if it sounds too good. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of human nature to question things, which you should question things. And it's just a matter of doing your research on the company that you're interested in purchasing from. Because, you know, there's some justification in the skepticism in the fact that, yes, there are some companies that do shady things and do have chemicals added to their vapes and do have chemicals added to their cannabis and who are not holding the high standards that some other companies may have. There are some companies that don't value the fact that there is a human being on the other side of this transaction and that they're actually using the medication for the betterment of their life. And so there are companies that don't value that, unfortunately. And I've met companies like that having been in this industry. And I was at the place where companies would come to me to sell their products. And I still am. Companies come to me to sell their products, perhaps on buycb.net. And, you know, I have to do my research. Our team has to do the research to make sure that this company actually has the quality ingredients that they say they have. Because some people don't. Right. Yeah, I guess like any industry, there's always some people trying to cut corners and stuff like yeah. that. It's unfortunate because you already have an industry where people are looking at with some skepticism, but then you have people that come in and add more skepticism. And it's like, hey, man. Don't make this any harder than it has to be. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. And, you know, a lot of the CBD comes from China. Sometimes you really don't know what you're going to get. I'm proud to say that our product and Hiplogica are actually triple lab tested. The scientist, Dr. Ray Gupta, he actually puts his signature on all of our things. He goes through a system. This is not something I'm making at home, in my house, you know, my kitchen. <laughs> actually, you know, so this actually goes through a quality check and a process. It's made in a, a manufacturer's office in Denver, Colorado. So having said that, you know, it just depends on the company and the integrity of the people behind the company. And I think in every industry, just like you said, you see the good, you see the bad, and you most certainly see the ugly. Do you think there's opportunity right now in the cannabis industry for others to start getting involved? And do you think they should? Oh, that's a good old question. Boy! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a good question because that's a question that I get all the time. You know, I meet people all the time who are interested in coming into this industry. And why not? Because it's the number one industry. Like it is beyond cell phones. Okay. It surpassed that. I forget what the projections are. I think like 20 billion or something by 2020. So 2020. That's right. So, and CBD is its own sector. Like CBD is projected for phenomenal growth because it's an offshoot from the cannabis industry, which is just fascinating. But anyway, I think that if a person was interested in getting in this industry, then absolutely they should. Why not? If this is something that calls to you, if this is something that you're passionate about, then yes, you should. Now, the question is, how? How do you get into an industry like this that I won't say that it's saturated at all by any far-reaching stretch of the imagination? However, I will say that it is extremely busy. And I will say that there are a lot of people who are trying to break into the industry at the same time. Now, for me, like I said, I was lucky. Someone was already in the industry. They pulled me in. However, I came in on the ground floor. Like before I worked at the dispensary and before I managed and all of that, like I told you, I had my first experience basically trimming the flower. Like literally, here, okay, you want to be in the industry? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we need trimmers. <laughs> <laughs> so you take this and trim these leaves off. But again, the world is changing. So there are companies like I believe you can probably go on Google and say, how do I get into the cannabis industry? And it may pull up suggestions like bud tending and bud tending. It sounds so crazy, but bud tending is when you work at a dispensary and you actually help patients. And we call them patients at the dispensary because they're medical patients. Mm -hmm. And there's a process that they go through in order to become medical patients. But anyway, the bud tender would actually help the patient find the right medication for whatever it is that they're looking to heal. So that's unique in that it puts you right in the industry and you're face to face with the customer. You can go online and probably find positions for that. Today, depending on where you live, obviously you want to be in a place where it's legal because that's your best bet because that keeps you safe and your record is very important, especially in this industry, because you may reach a point where you have to do an extensive background check. Like to manage legal dispensaries, you have to go through an extensive background check and that background check, you go and you turn in paperwork with law enforcement. So like I said, it's really important to make sure that you go about getting into this industry the right way, because there is a right way. And I think there is a way that may not be as beneficial. So I always suggest kind of going the legal route, legal, Mm -hmm. finding someone that you know who's already in the industry, Googling it, moving to a place. I'm saying like, literally, you may have to move to a place where it's legal, in order to really see results. But it's all about you knowing or the person who's interested, knowing exactly what they want to do. And then, you know, just going for it. Start with Google. Do you think if somebody doesn't want to move to a legal state or they're not in a legal state, that a good move may be to start their own CBD program? Now, there'll be a competitor of yours, of course, so we don't want that, do we? But, (laughs) But do you think that's a nice... If you want to get in the marijuana business, way to start your inroads? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's just say if a person was interested in a CBD company, because CBD, you know, just to cover it for your audience again, CBD is legal and 
there are certain guidelines that you must follow in order to make sure you're staying within the legal parameters and your CBD is considered legal. So you have to make sure you do your homework. Having said that, I would start off with maybe drop shipping. Maybe you can find CBD companies that you want to work with. And what drop shipping is, is when you set up a website and then you find companies that have quality CBD that you want to carry on your online store. And then maybe you carry those products on your online store. So that's a place that a person could start too. It's minimum overhead for that. And it's a good way maybe to get your feet wet. Um, however, even navigating that could be complicated. You know, you may need some sort of a, a guidebook because there are a lot of tricks that one must know in getting in this industry. Like, it's not like your standard industry. Like, if you want to have a cannabis company, it's still, like, considered federally illegal. Right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so. Exp explain that, Dr. B. So. <laughs> You have some states that are legalizing it, but federally it is illegal. Explain that to the listeners, how that still somewhat conflicted there. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it's very conflicted. And it's just that way because of the way it's classified, you know, the drug schedule classification that's ancient. That's the reason why it's still considered federally illegal. But the states do what they want to do. I mean, they have the legal right to do that. And so states like California have most certainly legalized cannabis. But it's still interesting because there are loopholes. Like, it changes all the time. This is why if you want to be in this industry, the first thing I recommend is getting a lawyer. <laughs> mm. Wow. That's a good piece of advice. <laughs> yeah. First of all, you need a lawyer. And nine times out of ten, you want to have some money behind you. You know, because it is a lucrative industry, right? That one of the dispensaries that a friend of mine owned was making two hundred and fifty thousand a week. Wow. So, having said that, you want to make sure that a you have a lawyer, b you have some money, c you have some education behind you, and you've done your research. So, so critical to be in this industry. Where do you plan on going? So I know you started off with a great heart in terms of you wanted to get into the industry to help people and you're doing that and you're kind of branching yourself out. You started Hemplogica, your own site separate from uh, buycbd.net. Where do you ultimately want to take it? Do you want to go further and grow further? Excuse the pun, but... Um, <laughs> 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 yes, I do. I, you know what? Every day that I'm in this industry, first of all, let me just say it's a blessing because I am learning. And this is one of those industries where you don't come in, you know, knowing everything. Because like I said, even if you do know everything, the laws and the rules change as you go along and they change day to day and they change depending on the state and they change depending on who's in office and they just change. So having said that, it's just a blessing to be here. You have to have courage and you have to have gumption and you have to have passion and drive to be in this industry. So for me, where I see myself is continuing to grow here, right where I believe I've been planted, so to speak. And <laughs> we're just, we're just going to use them all day today. <laughs> yeah. Grow planted, you know? Um, yeah. 
I take cannabis. This is a lifestyle for me. So for me to be in this industry, it's, it doesn't feel foreign to me because I take cannabis daily. And that includes THC and CBD. You know, I enjoy that because, like I said, it, it helps me manage my life. I'm sold. I'm here to help. I'm here to educate as much as possible. I'm here to inform. And I'm also here to help kids with epilepsy. And that's the mission. The main mission of Hemp Logica is to give CBD to children who have epilepsy. So that's why for every product that people purchase, we actually set aside a donation specifically for kids who have epilepsy. That's so amazing. That's so yes. awesome that you do that. And I'm not, I'm not surprised by that at all. So what can we look forward from you in the future? What are some things that you're working on? Are you staying focused with Hemp Logica? You want to spread your wings a little? What's next up for you? This industry does open you to a lot of opportunities because you meet a lot of people and everyone knows everyone, uh, just like any circle that's unique. It's an underground circle. Like the cannabis industry literally is an underground circle. Uh, we have our own vocab, you know, we have our own thing. So I'm just interested in being open to wherever the universe takes me as far as being able to reach out to people and help people with this magnificent medication that we have that comes directly from the earth. So I'm open Whatever expansion means and whatever it means to help, then that's what I want to do. So I kind of leave my path open to that. And what I'd like to do is come back to this show. I want you to come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I just think that there's no way that you can really talk about everything in the time frame because it's just so detailed. And I, I know people have so many questions about it. And like I said, there's just so much confusion out there because some people believe that they can't buy products. They can't buy CBD products. Some people still believe that. And it's like you said, you can find CBD products at Whole Foods, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so you mentioned that people will have many questions and we do have a decent sized listening base. So how can people, if they want to reach out to you, they want to ask those questions or if they want to continue the conversation with you, how can they reach out to you directly? Oh, yeah. Well, I love questions and I love people reaching out to me and I, I'm here to help. So they can reach out to me at B, B E E at hemplogica.com. And do you have a social media page or anything you want to share? You want to share your Instagram page where you're on there taking up some of that TH? No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> do you <laughs> do you want to do you want to share any kind of social media page that uh, with the listeners? Yes, I do own CBD Oil Forum. That is a private group. They can find me on Facebook on Doctor B. That's Doctor. It's just D R B E E Thomas. And you can, that's my personal Facebook page, you guys. So that just shows you <laughs> just how real I am. Because once you go ahead and you find my page, I can bring you into the private CBD group that I do have where we talk about all things CBD and we just share information. I even have a free information booklet that I can give out with more information as well. And I just wanted to make sure that I spell the Hemp Logica just so people know it's B-E-E -B -E at Hemp Logica, H-E-M-P-L-O-G-I-C-A.com. And you can most certainly find me there. Dr. B, you've been so awesome. I thank you so much. You're an awesome guest. Thank you. Thank you.
thank you. I appreciate it. And I thank you uh, for your time. And, and thank you for just having the wisdom to look at cannabis and to bring people on the show that are there to help and educate as much as possible. Thank you. Hey, guys, that's it for today's show. Dr. B is so right. I'm sure there's a lot of questions you have out there. I know for me, when I first started reading and listening more about CBD and marijuana propaganda and so forth and so on, I just wanted to dig wholeheartedly into it. And I suggest you do the same. But I wouldn't share anything with you that I didn't think had a smart approach either for your body or even for your business. So hopefully you took something away as she talked about drop shipping, creating your own CBD business or doing something along those lines. Hopefully you were just inspired creatively to think of something else for the new year. What else do you want to get into as a hobby or project? Or maybe this is just completely repulsive to you and you don't want to be involved. At least knowing who you're not helps you to know who you are. So either way, hopefully this has given you something. Until next Sunday, look forward to chatting with you then, guys. impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious.